This is Douglas Mini. My name is Doug and this is Doug Loves Minis, the show that sometimes takes the scenic route. Oh, wow. Come and go and hits the brakes real hard at a red light. Did you just oh, come the belts work. I did. Look, it's blank. I just said it. Anyway, coming to you from some rental car. Same one as the last Mini, right, Graham? Yeah, same Buick with the... I'm, we're not fans of the trunk. i got to tell you, Buick... Trunk's too small. It's not. A, I said last time, I think I said it was a Buick Regal. It's not. It's a Buick Verano or something. It's their smaller... And okay, I'll, I'll tell the corrections department. Yeah, I don't like this. The trunk is bullshit. We're driving from Charlotte, North Carolina to Asheville, North Carolina. My first time ever there. Don't Graham's been there once. A couple times, actually. Went to a a couple, couple times. Don't go back to Asheville. But he's never performed there. What? That's a that's an REM lyric. Don't oh. Go back to Nashville. Oh, okay. Well, don't say that now. We're promoting our show that we're doing in a few hours. <laughs> yeah, it's probably gonna be a little late. So, so people are gonna hear that and apologies. then turn around. I'd be surprised if there's someone that lives in Nashville that listens to this podcast and doesn't know about the show today. Right. That'd be pretty surprising, but it could happen. Let me know if that's you. At Doug Betson on Twitter, we'll be at the Orange Peel. Rock Club, Asheville's downtown rock club, I'm guessing. So I'm excited. Yeah. My guest and driver on the show today, oh, it's April 13th, by the way, uh, is Graham Elwood. Hello. Hey, got any plugs? I do have plugs. Though. All right, let's get them over with. Yeah, oh, I know. I always I'm gonna, plug I'm gonna so look much. at the scenery. And then you end up plugging just as much. Um, we have the Los Angeles you have podcast. Major product projects happening. Yes. The LA Podcast Festival, September 26th to the 28th. Uh, the beautiful Sofitel Hotel in Beverly Hills. Go to LAPodfest.com. We're adding, the, we're getting the lineup squared away, so we're releasing all the shows that are saying yes. Yours is doing it. Uh, mine's, mine's is doing it. Mine's is doing it. Doug loves movies. Doug loves. Yeah, that's the plan. Schedule permitting. Schedule Let's permitting. not commit too hard to this, but yes, I want to do it. Yes. Um... So, yeah, LAPodfest.com, and of course, we're in the throngs of shooting Earbuds, the podcasting documentary. You can still donate to help us get to Japan and Australia if you go to Comedy Film Nerds, and that's my podcast, and all of it is there, and my ComedyFilmNerds.com. So check those out. Oh, yeah, May 7th. Oh, yes, Hollywood. May 7th. Comedy Film Nerds Summer Movie Preview. Doug is the guest, along with the two people who donated to the Kickstarter and we will be talking about summer movies and at the end of the show play Leonard Malton. I thought of something important I needed to say. What? And that is that the Portland shows are sold out, but if you have a ticket and you're a Douglas Movies fan, please, uh, I mean, you can bring your name tag and I'll sign it or something after the show, but uh, please don't. Uh, we're not going to play Leonard Malton game because I've got to do an extra long set in order to uh, make an album that's album length. Yes. Yes. So tweet at me. I'll read your tweets, and maybe that'll get on the album. And uh, but don't bring name tags to those two shows. And I'll come back and do a Douglas movies in uh, Portland, like uh, A S A P. Nice. Yeah. A lot of plugs. I saw as one thing, and it wasn't really plugging anything because the show sold out. <laughs> what? Oh yeah, Douglas movies. That's like saying that, you know, if uh, George Jefferson and Archie Bunker have a conversation, uh, forget it. Jesus. I'm bored of that already. <laughs> but they had two shows and they were on each other's shows. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> I saw Captain America Winter Soldier, no colon, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Friday. Friday I saw that. Uh, over at the... Uh, You've been there before, Graham. The uh, Movie Studio Grill. Oh, it's a great theater. MSG. That seems unfortunate that it's a restaurant that signs as MSG outside. But, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, I like eating and uh, di drinking. Uh, I almost said eating and dining. I like to eat and dine. 
together. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, I like to do those things while watching a movie. I think it's fantastic, but uh, they're they not doing it as well as my friends over at the Alamo Draft House. speaking of plugs, where I will be. <laughs> oh, wow, Jesus. But it isn't as good, Graham, and here's why. First of all, the uh, servers just kind of, they try to bend down a little bit, they don't crouch way down, and they walk right up to you and just talk to you about stuff while the movie's going on. Like, have conversations. Yeah, Alamo Draft House, they're so well-trained. And then, but they have those little cards you can fill out. It's such a simple thing to just have a piece of paper. They do have one thing that's kind of cool. They have a, a little light that you turn on on your table. But then if you're sitting in the back of the theater, you're going to see all these lights going on and off the whole time like you're watching a movie at a, a landing strip at an airport. So uh, I don't know if I care for that. But I was sitting so close that that didn't, that didn't affect me. I couldn't see other people's red lights. Right. But that's, I don't know. I just think the slips of paper, maybe that, maybe, maybe Alamo Drafthouse has a copyright on that or something. Is that even possible? Like, could somebody rip that off and just do the same thing? Just have people fill it. There's been lots of things over time where you write on a little piece of paper what you want at something, right? <laughs> yes, the human beings have used paper and pen. Paper for, and pen for quite a were popular time. even before post-it notes. Um, anyway, and I don't, you know, I just, I just found the experience there uh, lacking, but still amazing because you still get to eat, eat and drink and yeah. and watch a. Uh, watch Captain America uh, on the big screen as I think it needs to be seen because I think the spectacle of it a lot of times is is the best reason to be watching it. You have to. That's one of those movies that like waiting for it to come out on DVD or VOD or something like that. I think you're. I doubt 3D is worth the trouble. I saw it it's in not, 2D. It's not. I've I haven't seen it, but I've heard that Chris Mancini said that to me that it's not worth the 3D. Why does Mancini go to the 3D? Was it just a Showtime issue? I think it was that. I think it was because that happens like, to me sometimes. Yeah. Like, damn it, I gotta go see the 3D because I gotta go right now. That's that was the boner you got. Yeah. So yeah. So I saw it in 2D, and I uh, I don't know. I just didn't. Maybe maybe I'll like it better when I see it again because I had sort of a similar reaction to uh, Iron Man 3. I thought it, I thought it was good, and then when I saw it again, I loved it. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen here. I, I I just think there's too much of it that I just didn't really. And if, uh, if they have the technology to make them to make themselves look like a completely different person, why would they ever look like themselves, the Avengers? <laughs> and is that is that a spoiler to say that? I probably shouldn't say who does it, but it's just weird to me. You know, like that's like Mission Impossible shit right there. Right. You know, or Charlie's Angels, where in Charlie's Angels, they one of them is has this amazing makeup on to make her look like LL Cool J in a dashiki. Right. And then later in the movie, she puts on a bad wig and a mustache to pretend to be a man in the same movie. Right, right. It's so stupid. But I guess who, you know, who's really paying attention to anything like that in a Charlie's Angels movie? You. Yeah, because I, cause I liked that first Charlie's Angel movie. I thought it was fun. And then the second one, I thought it was awful. And everyone just sort of acted like they were, you know, it was just more of the same or whatever. Um, as you may have figured out, we got a really long drive. Yeah. So you're really getting... You're really getting a feel for how much I talk and how bored Graham gets by it. And... Uh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> never, you're never this quiet. Well, I gotta listen to you run your yeah. You're having a con contemplative morning. <laughs> it is Sunday morning, for fuck's sake. Or no, it's noon now. It's straight up noon. Straight up noon. Yeah. East Coast time. Yeah. Flying back to California tomorrow doing all the regular stuff. I'm sure you're doing a comedy film nerds when you get back. Actually, yeah, we re we recorded one. It's dropping Tuesday with Maz Jobrani. Oh. And we talk about the Johnny Carson documentary that we both watched on Netflix, which is really great. PBS produced it. PBS has been releasing a lot of their docs on, um, on Netflix, and it's like, if you grew up with Johnny the way we did it, you're really going to love it, obviously. But if you don't know, if he was kind of before your time, it's worth watching because 
you got to understand, he started when there was three networks, and for 20-some years, he was the only late-night talk show host. You know, he was the guy. And you see these awesome interviews with Drew Carey, like, in, almost in tears, about when Johnny called him to the couch, and Jerry Seinfeld saying, there's few moments in life that are that definitive, you know, mm -hmm. for a comedian's career. And so it's cool, especially now, like, now we've got Seth Meyers and Stephen Colbert just announced to replace Letterman, and there's all these people. There's Arsenio, there's Conan, and all this stuff. There's a squirrel. Squirrel. That's like a ferret or something, dude. Jeez, that was a yeah. As we got closer to it, it became a really big squirrel. Yeah, it was like a muskrat. Whatever it is, I hate that it's running back and forth across the stupid highway. Yeah, it should have its own road. <laughs> yeah. It should be a squirrel bike lane. It's not a squirrel. Um. But yeah, okay, so people should watch that if they are, you know, new, you know, if they're aware of Johnny Carson or if they're not, because either way, it's probably, uh, it's really cool. It's probably illuminating. It's very illuminating about a different time and about, but know. do they, and there's, and there's no, but there's no, uh, I wonder if there's any talk on this, you know, the Carson podcast. I wonder if anybody ever has a negative word to say about him. Because, you know, the, gossip is that he was an asshole. Well, that's that this, mean this, to people. This doc goes into that. It you does. Know, it, do, it goes into that, like how he, you know, how sometimes it was contentious between him and Ed McMahon. It has Joan Rivers saying... Well, yeah, they really didn't... That didn't work out well at all for them. Well, she said he was, you know, he was he could be mean and vicious and he was like a shark. And also it, it came on both... It, it showed both sides of that, of how Joan got offered a, a late-night show and she never consult. She should have at least called Johnny up and said, hey... Right, but, he, but his response to that was like to try to just completely ruin her. Yeah, <laughs> that's like some Chris Christie shit right there. Yeah, he was. It talked about that how powerful he was because he was the guy, and you know if he brought even just to come on his show for whatever you're a musician, a filmmaker, actor, whatever he controlled that. But that, but also that shows that like that was at the exact moment he was losing that power was when the, all the Joan Rivers shit went down right. because then that opened up the floodgates to you know lots Arsenio of potential competition. Yeah, it, did, it really did. And then um, and it didn't hurt her career in the long run. I mean, she's really flourished despite it. You know, right. And it did, it did talk about how he got a little paranoid down the end because he felt like everyone was betraying him and stuff like that. And it's, it's a fascinating documentary. And there's great interviews. I mean, there's just... There's all these people that work for him. And then there's Ray Romano and Seinfeld and Arsenio Hall and all these guys talking about being young comics in the late 80s and what that meant. And Conan, there's great interviews with Dave Letterman. You know? It was, it's, it's a really solid doc. All right, check it out, you guys. Where can they see it, Graham? Netflix. Streaming? Yes. That's how I do it sometimes. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of docs because I'm shooting the earbuds. And it's oh, man, I was watching on HBO, and I was kind of bummed that I had to leave the room, a thing about Sean White and a bunch of other uh, snowboarders, yeah. and, like, you know, the, the guy died, and another guy got, uh, you know, uh, had to go through a little a lot of rehabilitation and still us, you know, messed up eye and stuff. Yeah, man, it's gnarly. Yeah, I lost, I lost my shit when uh, they showed him, like, you know, talking to a classroom full of kids about how, how the his helmet saved his life. You know, yeah. when he hit his head. Yep. God damn. Another good doc I watched was the Oscar winner, Twenty Feet from Stardom. That's a really good documentary. That's yeah, I saw that movie. recently too. But also about the HBO thing, I'm sorry I don't know the name. I'm not saying the name of it because uh, I don't. I, I just caught it, you know, midway in and just got hooked and was watching it until we had to check out of the hotel. Uh, from the uh, corrections department, Family Plot was the last Hitchcock movie, and Frenzy was the penultimate one. I, I mixed them up. Yeah, and. Um, Yesterday we did stand-up, I should have said this a long time ago, we did stand-up at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, and it was a really fun show. Great. People that came out were super cool, and I'll play the uh, audio of Graham playing Leonard Mall game against audience members at the end of this shorty. <laughs> it was um, great because, like, it's, again, it's Saturday afternoon 420 show. It's a beautiful day in Charlotte. Charlotte is this great city that has all this stuff to do. And it was packed. There's a lot of shit to do there. And it was packed. And it was like, 
that was so, it's always so impressive when that happens. Last night I was walking around downtown between the crowds that were coming out of two different stadium event like sized events like an arena and a stadium, yeah. and then also through the middle of the town they had this uh, bike race like this <laughs> high speed bike race where these guys were flying by and I just caught the very end of it but they had these barricades all up and so it's a on that new it's stadium, a fun ass city that they built a new the Charlotte Knights which is a minor league baseball club they built this cool like one of the nicest minor league baseball stadiums I've ever seen right in downtown that's what Charlotte. I'm saying a stadium in the arena oh. box in downtown and people are just flooding out from both that's and going great. to all the bars and restaurants and stuff you're a baseball fan you should go Go see the Charlotte Knights play. Studio movie Grill is in there. It's called the Epicenter. Anyway, we, we go hang out there every time we're in town. And uh, so uh, Charlotte did not disappoint. And um, uh, Thursday, we're going to be at Wise Guys in Salt Lake City, Utah, West Valley Center location. And Saturday night, two shows at Cobbs in San Francisco. Now, Graham, have you heard about the uh, Wayne Fetterman International Film Festival? What? Yeah, it's the third annual event. I don't, the international's just being silly, that part, but it's the third annual event at CineFamily in LA with comics presenting movies, uh, you know, that are special to them for whatever reason. I'm gonna be showing, not interrupting, just introducing it, like w Wayne Fetterman and I will discuss it before the movie and then pretentiously take questions about it afterwards. I don't understand that part. But uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna be sh uh, presenting Boogie Nights. Oh, neat. Yeah, cause just to see that on the big screen. Oh my God. Chilling, you know, with a, you know, uh, nice snack. So Wayne just got this festival where he just picks comedians to show their favorite films, that's it? Yeah, and Wayne comes down <laughs> and talks to him about it. That's great. Yeah, and um, so this is the rest of the lineup. Kathy Griffin is showing The Dead Zone on May 2. She's obsessed with The Dead Zone for some reason. Which, I, I like that movie a lot. I haven't seen it in forever. I, if I were in town, I'd go. I'd go to all, all, all but one of these. Here, I'll tell you all the rest of them, and then you tell me which one I would not want to go to uh, based on all the information I'm going to give you. Um, so, uh, also in May 2, Taylor Negron is showing Manhattan. Uh, probably because that movie has a lot of... <laughs> Uh, May 3rd, uh, The Bank Dick is going to be presented by T.J. Miller. Denver, yeah! And uh, Airplane, exclamation point, will be presented by James Pardo. <laughs> so which one of those do you think I would not want to go to? Read them again. <laughs> Kathy Griffin showing Dead Zone. Uh, Taylor Negron showing... Taylor Negron showing Manhattan. Uh, T.J. Miller showing the bank dick, and Jim Par Jim's Pardo showing airplane. One more. Uh, this, this is probably the most long-windedly presented. Jeff Garland is going to show Sweet Smell of Success on Sunday, May the 4th, be with you. So which wow. one of those, and I, I gave it away, it's not Kathy or Jeff. I'd go see Jeff talk about that movie, because it's, it's a great movie. I think maybe you, you're, not an, you're not an airplane fan. That's a reasonable guess. I'm not. I would. I'm not that excited about seeing Airplane on the big screen because I just feel like I know it front to back. Like I, it feels like a movie I've already memorized. So there's no real reason to sit down and do that. But it might be fun to hear the reaction of a crowd now to it because it, parts of it may not be as funny and other parts may have gotten funnier in time. Yeah. You know, like I pick. It's a bad week to give up. Whatever has been ripped off so many right. times that if you're seeing Airplane for the first time now, would you even think that's funny? Well, I think if you put it in context, if you're watching it going... Well, Lloyd Bridges is funny, but it's just like that line has been over-said. So, you know, it's just like... I don't know. I would look at that for me. I would watch that and go, oh, I'd be impressed because I'm like, oh, they fucking did it first. You know, like... Right, but that you're smarter than people, I guess, then. Because I just don't think your average person is going to... And when you're making that noise, you're not laughing. You're just going, you're just going like, that's a good... They yeah. did a good thing there. They started that. <laughs> they stuck us with that. Uh, no, the actual answer is um, uh, the bank dick presented by T.J. Miller. Bank dick. I love T.J. Miller, but I, I, you know, I'm just not. I don't have any kind of fever for anything W.C. Fields related. Like he had some pretty funny one-liners, and I liked how he 
acted like he hated kids. That was funny. But a whole movie of it in the theater when you could be showing Scorsese. <laughs> That's a good point. Kubrick. Billy Wilder, you know. Whatever. I mean, it's also supposed... I, I, didn't, I wanted to pick a movie that people would want to come see. You know, I didn't want to be the one where we didn't sell all the seats because... You picked an esoteric film. Or just something that, you know, just doesn't, people aren't that fired up to check out or whatever, especially without the whole interruption angle and stuff, you know? Um, anyway, that whole festival sounds really fun to me, so go to cinefamily.org if you want to uh, get up in it. Go see one of those movies. I think what movie I would show if he asked me to Yes, that's a great question! We were talking yesterday, um on the show that we're going to, uh, the audio I'm going to play for you later in this show, uh, the, uh, young lady that came up, the first, uh, contestant, Graham asked her what her favorite movie was, and I think that'll be a fun thing to ask, uh, people that. when we bring up there, yeah, because then you and I can uh, proceed to tell them how stupid they are, <laughs> or like, well, I always, movie. you know, when we do comedy filmers and we do any sort of live shows and we interact with fans, I always ask, like, who's your favorite filmmaker? Or what's your favorite film? You and I were talking about it. It's always hard to just pick one. But filmmaker might be a little easier, sure. and I'm sure a lot of people would be able to rattle one off pretty quickly. Right, because you, you, each filmmaker, you can pick one that's cast a pretty wide net, and it scoops up a bunch of your favorite films in there. Um, but if I were to be if I were to be asked to screen something, pick a movie. I don't know. I might go The Gray Fox, but that's sort of a movie most people don't know about. That's with Richard Farnsworth. I've talked about it on the show before that came out in the 80s and it's just beautiful. He plays a stagecoach robber who's been in prison for like 30 years and when he comes out of prison, the Industrial Revolution has happened and so now, and he has no skills and so now he's got to rob trains and it's shot in British Columbia and it's just beautiful and it's such a, not that well-known movie, but it's awesome and he's great in it. That's why I might pick, or I might pick like the Blues Brothers, just because there's so many lines in there. Oh, that would be fun to you watch. Know? That would be fucking fun. Nazis won their court case. Like I could just quote that movie all day. Yeah, I think if I think when picking a movie, I'd probably be likely to pick something that has like at least one uh, like musical number in it, or you know something that's really uh, rousing and fun to watch with a bunch of people. Like just the idea of. You know, especially especially if you pick something more obscure than Boogie Nights. I mean, Boogie Nights, lots of people saw it, but just like, just the fact that anywhere that that I just get to pick and get to make a movie have a, a really fun screening, uh, it's neat. And I, I would go to the other ones if I could, but I'm going to be doing Douglas movies at Comedy on State in Madison, Wisconsin, on uh, on one of those days, on May third. And then Sunday, May 4th, I'm doing stand-up at Zany's in downtown Chicago because uh, the, the public demanded it. And because uh, I like to just go out to Rosemont because it's right next to the airport. <laughs> on Cinco de Mayo, I'll be doing Douglas movies at Zany's uh, O'Hara adjacent in, uh, in Rosemont. Uh, just spoken by Scarlett Johansson in Winter Soldier. Shall we play a game? Yes cute little moment where she tries to explain that movie to Captain America and Cappy's like seeing it <laughs> which is interesting that he would I, I don't know if that's like on a must list if you've been in you know frozen for X number of years and you come out you've missed you know like he he missed the 70s like that'd be the decade where you should probably start yeah you gotta start with Jaws and the Godfather and Star Wars I would give him I mean, the what book. the fuck are you doing if you don't yeah I would say here's the book <laughs> Read Easy Rider's Raging Bulls. Read that book and watch all And those watch movies. all those movies. Do it now. Ow, ow, ow. Uh, I'll kill you. All right. Um, let's play the Seth Rogen game, a.k.a. Last Man Stanton. <laughs> it was fun. We did Hitchcock and the last one. You know the story of why it's called Last Man Stanton? I do not. Because Harry Dean Stanton, when he was on the show... And we played with the movies of Harry Dean Stanton. He won. So he was the last man Stanton. And uh, he won by knowing three or four of his movies, where the rest of us only knew two more. 
And he pointed out at one point that he's been in, in like over 200 of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we just seemed like a bunch of young assholes just being assholes. But they, but he won. He pulled out Paris, Texas or some shit. Uh, who should we play today, Graham? You get to pick. Um, because of the driver's disadvantage. Driver's disadvantage. You get to pick somebody. I got a handicap, so I get the, uh, like a golf. Yeah, and it could be somebody that's been on, you know, that we've done on the show before, not just, hopefully not with you participating, you know. But I don't even know if you'd remember. Like, it's, it's so hard to remember what the fuck we've done in these shows. Have we done Dustin Hoffman? No, I don't think so. Dusty! Let me know listeners if we have, but I don't think we have. I know, I personally have been involved And if we did, that's not going to help me. It's not going to make it easier now because it still comes down to... I think I've done... I've been involved with like Clint Eastwood, Sean Connery. Uh, I think I did Bill Murray once. Sean Connery? He's got so many old ones that I couldn't possibly come up with the names for those. Well, if you go into the, I think, and they, you know I think what I what mean. Happened. Like to me, the perfect name. I think one time we did Ed Norton, and another time we did Bill Murray. Those are perfect names because they've got a lot of movies, but they're all within my, you know, wheelhouse in terms of years and in terms of like what country they're made in. Okay, so what are we doing? Dustin Hoffman. Dusty. Go, you go first. And then one of his movies was just on uh, HBO Two this morning in my hotel room. I didn't watch it, but. It Said it was coming up next. Uh, let's go with I Heart the Huckabees. <laughs> All right. If this were if this if we were on stage, I would I would say you're out already. Oh, because I there's no the in there. I Heart Huckabees. <laughs> uh, Rain Man was on the uh, TV, and I was like, what? I don't need to see that right now. <laughs> um, let's go. I will say Kramer versus Kramer. Ooh. Um, I will go with Dick Tracy. <laughs> I will say Hook. Oh, Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. Uh, I will go with Sleepers. Oh, interessante. Um, how about Agatha? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna start doing some deep pulls, man. Deep, deep, deep pulls. Um, let's go. Ishtar. Ishtar. Oh boy, Ishtar. Um, tell him the truth is danger. Wait, tell it, tell him the truth. <laughs> Take out the desert scene. That movie is fucking hilarious. Front to back. It's funny, but it's funny in a, I don't want to say smart way, but it's like, I don't think, I think it would have been a much more fun movie if Warren Beatty wasn't, and, and to a certain extent, doesn't often. I just don't think. I think they do a good job with it. I just think that they're, you know, so miscast. I honestly... Like, Warren Beatty playing such a knucklehead is just like, it doesn't work. It's oh, like when George Clooney tries to play it. a stupid person. I love that, though. I mean, honestly... Can you me, imagine, like, uh, what's his name? What if so Alan Rickman tried to play a dumb person? You just wouldn't buy it. I, I think it's more believable with Warren Beatty because he's always been the pretty boy, and so his looks... You would assume he's kind of dumb? I guess so. I don't know. Dude, when man. they're fucking writing those dumb songs. He's been funnier in other movies, too, but I don't. Anyway. <laughs> Charles. You Brown. just bought me a lot of time to think of Tootsie! Oh! Who let the dogs out? Um, Alright. The graduate? Right. Oh, son of a. Suck it! How did you, you try to suck it? How did you do it? Suck it! That's my deep pull when we, if we ever get around to Richard Dreyfus. Ah! <laughs> tribe. Or Norman Fell. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So that's how you want to play it, huh? Huh? Hey. I will go with... 
I like to say <laughs> Mr. Majorium's Emporium. <laughs> so dumb! Such a fun movie. Well, is there a comedian with the first name of Lenny that sparks oh. your fucking imagination, you motherfucker? Oh, you son of a gun. That's a good one. What's the matter? Lenny. Are you getting vertigo? Oh, shit. I'm calling back my last list. <laughs> yeah, you are. Just drive. We're in the mountains, man. Fuck Be careful. Off. I'm going to hit a goddamn hillbilly. Okay. I'm going to have to say... Straight time. Oh, you motherfucker! That was my fucking... That was my ace in the hole. That's such a good movie. I've been sitting here going, what is it? Doing time? In time? Real time? Straight time. With Bill Maher. Similar themes to... Um, Asheville, 52 miles. Similar themes to The Gray Fox. He gets out of prison. Wow, that's a really good movie. Um, how about... Oh, don't you dare. What? <laughs> Don't say it, man. Uh, <laughs> Don't say it. Uh, it's mine. Wait a minute. It's mine and mine alone. He has been in... Oh! Uh, ah! Err! What's it called? Fuck! The, uh... <laughs> I can see the movie. You um, can totally see it. You're watching it. You're going, that's him in it. I got one! <laughs> now this is a wait. No, is he? He's uh, not. Is he in the Italian he? job? No. Is he the mobster in the Italian you job? You can't ask me a question like that. Um. All right, so that's not my answer then. <laughs> then I will put him in. Uh, oh, Christ! Oh, come um, on! Oh, all right. Sure. Meet the Fockers. Oh, boy! Suck it. Are you sucking it? You're sucking it because little Fockers. Oh, you cockfucker. <laughs> you are so fucked. You are a cockfucker. You are so fucked. Did you know that they're playing, there's a play on words with Fockers? Like they want you to think that it's fuckers? Were you aware that's what? a joke in those movies? No, that can't be it. That's, so. that's, that's dirty. That's dirty. Can't say know. that it's word. Very it's dirty. Subtle. The word is so dirty, man. The, the juror. The what? Or the uh, the jury. What's that? The, the John Cusack movie. Fuck. Where he's Gene Hackman. It's the gun fucking movie. Jesus. That's, um, that's called. What were you saying about Vertigo? Uh, oh, Did you have a thing to say about it. Vertigo? Sucking your own dick! Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, fuck. Cockfolker. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. You cannot defeat me today. You Hold on. It will not happen. Hold You on. hold on. You hold on. Um, isn't Asheville pretty? It's so attractive, this drive. Um, can't believe they let you go 70 on this sketchy road. Like, I know. Everyone in Charlotte kept going, it gets windy up there, and the hill people are going to get you, just like in Justified. That's how they talked in Charlotte? I didn't even notice. <laughs> they don't talk that <laughs> um, Mill Spring, new prospect. Shazam. Um, you're going down, dude. You're going down. It's over. You're blanking out. Get off of the jury thing and uh, get on to get on to just any other Dustin Hoffman movie. Um, you know he's done a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I just have another one. You fucko. <laughs> you're, you're writing them down. I'm banking them. Yeah. Oh, that's bullshit. You can't write. Um, All I need is one. All I need is one. I'm just writing them down because I want to list them all off when, when you fail. Um, oh, yeah. And people are screaming titles at us. I know us. they're screaming. I know they're screaming titles at us. People are going to get in accidents because you're making this so suspenseful. They're screaming. Um, they're all screaming the name of that jury movie. <laughs> I can't fucking, <laughs> that I can tell yeah, you. Yeah, I, I know that. The entire plot so point. I, that's going to be my, my winning point, and then I'm going to tell you the rest of them. Oh, 
there's a couple holding each other on a Harley. <laughs> That's very distracting. It's very distracting. You get 10 seconds. Okay. Um, Two seconds. I do time jumps like that just like a bomb in the movies. <laughs> Red wire, blue wire. You got 30 seconds, Graham. Eight seconds. Oh, oh, um, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, contagion? No, that fucking... Outbreak! Suck You're it. the worst. You're the worst. Suck it in your bottle. You're the worst. Runaway jury. God damn it. <laughs> now we're back to this shit again. <laughs> Ten seconds. Um. Uh, it's a pretty dry well. I think we. I, I think we did good with him. I did. I, I think did we did. I think he'll be proud. Uh, he was just in something that was co-starred with Emma Thompson. I can't remember what that's called. That oh, he also yeah, directed. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see it. I don't remember what it's called. And I then, saw that on a plane or something like that. Yeah, and then there's another kind of uh, a major misfire that he was in uh, that I will tell you in a moment. And then also a, a, a classic. We're, 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 we're a are mis- classic. We are missing a big a classic. Big cla- yeah. A little big man. Oh, that's, see, I didn't even think of that one. Oh, I did. Yeah. My <laughs> my uh, my big classic was Papillon. Oh motherfucker! Yes, great Papillon. Great movie. Papillon. Oh, God, that's a good film. Yeah. So. Oh, Midnight Cowboy. This is crazy. Because I'm down to my last one. Oh really? Yeah. It, but you're still gonna have to come up with one. My last one is Family Business. Oh, great movie. That's the one I was saying is terrible. I didn't like it. You didn't like that? It wasn't a commercial success for sure. It was it was a f- commercial failure. That's sibling you met, man. Yeah, I really like that. I mean, it was it was an interesting take, I guess, but I just didn't think they had interesting parts to play. Really, I thought it was more about the machinations of the plot. And, but Sean Connery, Dustin Hoffman, and Matthew Broderick was an interesting three generation casting, you know, at that time. Okay, my favorite. One more, buddy. One more, and you win it. My favorite I'm thing, tapping out. My favorite thing about that. Don't waste time with your stories. <laughs> you just did. Um, I was wasting time during your thinking period. That's one. No, that's a discussion. Doing you a favor. This is a discussion sidebar, which is a different. All right. Fucking, <laughs> you're not gonna do it. I'll tell. I'll tell you this. This is what we'll do. This will be the speed round. First one to come up with one wins. Oh. Fuck. I don't have one right now. And we can sit here and and say things to each other to confuse and annoy (laughs) until one of us comes up with one more fucking Dustin Hoffman movie. Okay. Okay. Um. (laughs) Uh. Uh, One more. Just think of one more movie with the great Dustin Hoffman. Um. You can even say that one I already told you about, if you can remember what it's called. With Emma Thompson. Oh, right, I know. I can't think of that. What the hell was that, that called? That was like called The Wedding Dance or, or something like that. Or... Diaper Face. <laughs> diaper Face. And then there was Diaper Face Returns and Diaper Face Goes to Witch Mountain. Yeah, it was great. Oh, my God. Come on, Dusty. Um, Come on, Dusty. What have you been in? Come to me. Oh, man. This is really tough. You said Tootsie. Yeah. Um, of course. Uh, really got some big ones there towards the end. Did we say Kramer versus Kramer? Yeah. Cocksucker. <laughs> uh, James Conn called that bourgeois bullshit. He turned the role down and they gave it to Dustin Hoffman. So great. That would have been weird with James Conn. I don't really know yeah. if he could cry that much. No. Because he, James Conn's, it's just not believable that he would be like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, all of his, he'd be like, fuck you, I'm out, yeah. <laughs> you know. That's how I feel about the fellow we were talking about earlier. Oh, I see what you're saying, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty playing a dumb guy. Um, it's like if Gary Shandling showed up as something and was playing somebody that's supposed to be stupid. You'd be like, what? 1.3 miles is forced to continue on I-26 West. I just need to pay attention to that. Yeah, it's don't mess that up. Yeah, that's that's more that that's that's more important than this game. It is. You can go ahead and admit defeat. No, no, sir. You know I'm gonna win it. Um, you know I got this. I'm circling around three different movies that I can picture them in. I just gotta I just gotta nail down the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
know, I, I could take you down on this just by whipping out an animated movie that he's been a voice in. We do, but I can't think of any. <laughs> I know he's done it. I know for sure he's done it. Boom! What? It's over! What? Kung Fu Panda! Oh, you Kung Fu Panda! Motherfucker! <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh! Hey, Douglas Movies is coming to the House of Blues in San Diego on Wednesday, July 23rd. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at noon, I think. And don't forget that Graham and I will be doing our fourth annual 421 show on 421 at Wow Hall. Woodsman of the world. Eugene, Oregon. Is it the world or wilderness? Whatever. World. I think it's world. The wilderness is the world. Yeah. Eugene, Oregon. Always love doing that show. Uh, That's such a fun show. Was that fourth year in a row doing that? Fifth? Fourth annual, man. Nice. We've done three times. It's won awards. Or an award. <laughs> what did it win? It won like a, uh, you know, uh, best local comedy show. How cool. Thing from. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They gave us a certificate. You were there. I didn't get one. Yeah. All right. As always, Graham's memory is a shithead. No. Hey, Comedy Zone in Charlotte, are you ready for some Leonard Malton game? <laughs> Grand Elwood is here, ready to take on all challengers. So we have a winner, and the prize bag today includes a copy of Gateway Doug, something somebody gave me to show, I forget which city, uh, but it's the motion picture 13 going on 30. <laughs> on DVD, somebody gave me that. Think, think I would want that is such a slap in the face. That's like, you won. Like, <laughs> Listeners don't know what you did with your finger. Um, and then this is kind of cool. This is a, uh, a, a Game of Thrones coaster. Because as oh, you can imagine... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is no Jim Gaffigan coaster. <laughs> this is some... This is, sit, check, check out the noise it makes when you drop it. <laughs> wow! That's like you're shooting a BB gun at a state fair in one of those... Private <laughs> Like Angelina Jolie, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yes. And um, a t-shirt from Doug Loves Shirts that you guys might enjoy. <laughs> you might enjoy it. It's from, it says, greetings from Woodbury, or something like that. Or antique town, Woodbury, but it's covered in, uh, it's got blood on it. <laughs> so uh, you can wear that whenever you go out for Italian. <laughs> Spill a little sauce on your white shirt, I don't give a fuck! <laughs> oh, I'll throw in, I have, uh, I have Whistling Bane shirts, I forgot. I'll throw in Whistling Bane shirt. Great strong band ever. And we'll be, they, the, I guess the manager wants to move, the lobby was getting kind of crowded already, so we're running, everyone will exit up the stairs, and there's like a bigger area up there in the bar thing. In the, in the uh, bar upstairs is where we're going to do the meet and greet. Yes. So people can hang out, have another drink, whatever. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. We're, we're full-service performers. We want you to be that. And, uh, Graham, this is the time when you pick who you want to play against. <laughs> based, on, based on name tags in the audience, we've got Hustle and Mo. We've got Trey 420. This guy's holding up a menu. He's <laughs> just holding up a menu. You know, at least he's trying something. He's making an effort. They're like, they seem surprised you're not picking him. Alright, I think I have to go with Hustle and Moe. Yay, Hustle and Moe! Sorry, Doc Hollywood. The menu wasn't a very original idea, sir, and clearly time intensive. Stand over there with Graham. Say hi to our interviewer, Graham. Hi, Moe! Where are you from? Here? You were born? <laughs> I was born in the dark. Holy God. The darkness of the comedy zone. <laughs> I am the comedy zone, little shadows. That was a long one. Was <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite movie? 
Oh, that's a fun question. Yeah. Labyrinth? Labyrinth? All right. I'm gonna need you to you sit guys down. sit down and we'll pick somebody else. Let's just get somebody else up here that has some taste. Wow. Okay. Just teasing. You can like any movie you want. You want, even dumb ones like Labyrinth. Yeah. yeah. It's your choice. I would eat me. That Jennifer Connelly, she was a cutie then. She's always a cutie. Always a cutie. Always a cutie. Even in Noah. That, that was basically Gladiator meets Transformers. It was... Snowdog! Yeah, I was hoping those two would never meet. Yeah, unfortunately they did. They did, and, they, and now here we are. And hopefully if you see that movie, there are like Christians in the audience going, that didn't happen in the Bible. That was the highlight for me. There are no rock monsters in the Bible. <laughs> that boat can't turn into an alien that shoots stuff. That's it. That's it. Okay, Mo, you get to pick a category. This is just between Mo and Graham, you guys, so uh, don't uh, yell out if you think you know the answer. Uh, would you like Dawn of the Planet of the Snapes? And that's the early films of Alan Rickman? <laughs> Or, I didn't even know there was a pool down there, and that's uh, movies where someone is thrown off a balcony. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. And, it's fun. And hot, hot for emetophobes, and that is movies where someone barfs during sex. <laughs> I don't know, but that's a good reason for Mo to pick the category since you clearly don't know. <laughs> Did that happen in Labyrinth? You already got this one. Yeah, somebody's fucking a Muppet and throws up all over it. She just said only watching it, so she watches Labyrinth and has sex and vomits in the middle of it. We've heard that about Mo. Thank you. I just got it confused with uh, Dark Crystal. <laughs> Labyrinth. Dark Crystal has a lot of Muppets fucking and barfing. Which ones are you, one of those would you like? Uh, I know they're, they're tough categories, but I, I feel good about your performance today, Mo. What's the second one? The second one was, I didn't even know there was a pool down there. That's movies where yes. someone's thrown off a balcony. Snapes. Snapes, okay. Would you like one of uh, Alan Rickman's early movie roles from 1989, 90, or 91? You get a nice... Someone always in the audience suggests 91. <laughs> 91, most recent. Three. Wait, there's people on the other side of the room that know Mo? Of course. Oh, okay. Her man's like, of course. Like, she's head of the Labyrinth fan club in the city, too. What kind of an asshole? Who don't know Mo? Uh, three stars from Leonard for this movie from 1991. It's one of Alan Rickman's early appearances. He says about this movie that it is rough, tough, and rousing at times. Yeah, and he says the extended edition runs 150 minutes. That's a worthless clue. <laughs> and then he lists 11 people that are involved in the uh, making of this motion picture. How many names do you think you can get it in, Mo? That is very smart opening bit. I'm proud of you, Mo. I'm gonna watch Labyrinth tonight. Yeah, I might have to, I might have to change my thinking on Labyrinth. That was some smart play. Uh, I will go with nine names, Mo. Oh, he took a couple names off of there, Mo. Eight? Can I say that? <laughs> Can I say a number? It was, very, it was a very cute bid. <laughs> um, I will go seven. <sighs> People listening, I think I just jerked off. Oh, seven. Oh, sweet seven. Oh, God. Pull my hair. It was like Adam West. <laughs> Six. Wow! I really thought you'd tell him to name it on that part. What do you think, Graham? 
We've got four minutes. All right, five. <laughs> there we go. All right, all right, here we go. Now we're talking. Let's do it. Your five names are Jack Wild, Nick Brimble, Michael Wincott, Brian Blessed, and Michael McShane. Are your five names? A movie that's got Alan Rickman in it. Your best bet would probably be to just guess a movie that has Alan Rickman in it. <laughs> Um, you can do it, Graham. Is that, is that Robin Hood? I'm gonna need the full title. The Robin Hood with Alan Rickman. <laughs> is that your final answer? My final answer is uh, Robin Hood. Colon. Colon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then what happens? Then Don't say it. Then, uh, Robin Hood... Oh, is it... Oh, fuck, is it Prince of Thieves? No, it's, uh, that's not my final answer. Uh, uh, Robin, Robin Hood, um... There's a guy over here who keeps guessing men in tights. It's not the comedy one. It's not the joke one. Robin Hood, um... Robin Hood, uh, The Final Countdown? No, Robin Hood, um, Robin Hood, Electric Boogaloo, um, Robin Hood, The Reckoning, um, Robin Hood... Uh, Final Frontier. Final Frontier? <laughs> I need my pain. Um, you got nothing. Yeah, it's, uh, Robin Hood, The Life Care Story. <laughs> okay, winner! All right, so Moe's our winner then. What, yeah, what We're is calling it? it. It's it's Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Whoever was in the audience discouraged him from Prince of Thieves. I usually don't like the audience participating in that part, but that was pretty funny. That was pretty sweet. This is Douglas Minnie's, his fifth podcast. And it's quite a blast. It's bad size, so it'll download fast. It's a Doug Benson show, he done before you know. Listen for the dates and bring a name tag to the show. Here with Leonard Malton rated in the game. After him, made it funny that he's played it. Do I talk singing on the screen game today? If it's funny, phone hurts, roll up the big J's. Made a category if you wait to the birthday. Maybe for the streaming, it's a love hate kind of thing. You can share it with a friend, just listen to the end. That's when you hear the shit happen.